The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pop the Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 15 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Friday, Friday. Congratulations, you've made it to Friday. I hope you all enjoyed a fantastically celebratory July 4th. I spent the holiday barbecuing with my family, which is a rarity. I was lucky that one of the summer intensives that I was teaching for switched days for me so that I could spend <laughs> the time with my, my family because I think my mom sees this as the last holiday that my husband and I will be local to Philadelphia. So she really pushed for us to go. So I was glad that we could make that happen. I also only had to teach a few days this past week because of the holiday. And then tomorrow I head out to Kansas City to watch one of my dearest friends get married. So good times. Right in the heart of summer, all the summer activities are at full force. Um, now, since I will be out in Kansas City, I will be missing a few of my classes over this weekend. And then next weekend, I'm heading out to Cape May, New Jersey, because I need a couple days to spend with my husband and to just relax. So I apologize for that. But a reminder, I will be teaching advanced intermediate ballet classes at Steps on Broadway, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 2.30 p.m. from the 10th of July through the 31st of July. And I'll also be teaching some contemporary classes on Fridays at 11.30 a.m. and Sundays at 3.30 p.m. for the last two weeks of July and the first week of August. As always, I have my 6 p.m. advanced beginner ballet class on Fridays and 6 p.m. basic ballet class on Sundays at Broadway Dance Center. So if you're in the capital of the dance world this summer, come on over and get your dance on with me. All right, on to this week's episode. I ran into an old peer and friend at Steps on Broadway a little while ago, which is super common at Steps. <laughs> In fact, I call it the cheers of the ballet world because it's where everybody knows your name. If you've danced professionally, <laughs> you always run into old friends, people that you used to train with, people that you've danced with in other companies and at gigs and whatnot. Anyway, this friend had transitioned out of uh, from Philadelphia to another company and being local to Philadelphia for me and also knowing a majority of the former Pennsylvania ballet dancers before the transition from Roy Kaiser as artistic director to Angel Correa took place I was privy to many conversations about dancers considering whether they should look for a job elsewhere or risk staying on to see if they would be kept or if they would be fired uh, or non-reengaged as we like to say in the dance world this one dancer had chosen to transition out of the company, even though it didn't seem like they would be one of the dozen or so dancers that didn't have their contract renewed uh, a couple seasons ago. This conversation reminded me of chats I've had with another local dancer this past season who was considering auditioning to leave as well. This dancer did choose to leave and, and give it a go elsewhere. Um, so apparently the conversation that I had with this dancer did... Uh, 
give them certain ideas of whether they should leave or not. Um, and all of this just really got me thinking about the many times that I've had conversations with fellow dancers or as an educator or choreographer um, with other dancers, uh, sort of giving them advice on making a decision to stay with the company that they're dancing with or if they should seek advancement elsewhere. So I figured that's what I would talk about today. If you are a professional dancer, I can almost guarantee that you have either had a conversation about leaving the company that you currently work for, or you have at least had these thoughts uh, and uh, by with yourself <laughs> throughout your career. Uh, it isn't uncommon for a handful of dancers to make a switcheroo or two throughout their careers. Uh, in fact, it's even in, in, I've heard in Europe, it's actually extremely common for every season dancers to sort of just move around, move around, try to find that perfect fit, or if they need something new in their career uh, to, to find a new place. So what are the factors that often inspire a dancer to consider leaving their current company, and when is it reasonable to get out? Let's talk about it. Typically, the f biggest main reason that dancers are thinking about leaving the organization that they're currently working for is because of stagnation. Um, so, stagnation, you usually don't have this feeling like a year or two into uh, dancing with a company, but it can happen that, that early if you have extremely high expectations for your career. So, uh, stagnation can be found in the form of casting, it can be found in the form of promotion, um, and essentially what it is is say that you are in the core, maybe you never get to dance a soloist role. Or if you're a soloist, maybe you never get to do a, a lead in a ballet. You're always dancing the secondary lead roles. Uh, so you wouldn't be Romeo if you're a male or Juliet if you're a female. You always did uh, Lady Capulet or The Nurse or uh, Bert Mercutio or Benvolio. Also, a lot of times, uh, especially with companies that are not as big as, say, New York City Ballet or American Ballet Theater, uh, companies are, are quite full. Actually, let me just give an example from when I danced at Pacific Northwest Ballet. So, we had, at the most when I was there, I think 51 or 52 dancers. Uh, but the, our contract was so good and the company was so... Uh, it, it was doing so well that very few people wanted to actually leave the organization. And we didn't have too many dancers that were really aging out. So there were a lot of dancers that were being given opportunities to perform soloist roles uh, or even principal roles, but because nobody was actually leaving the company and there weren't any new sources of income for the, the organization to pull from, a lot of dancers were actually dancing at the level the rank above them, but they were act they weren't <laughs> getting the actual status and the pay raise and the the press that goes along with say moving from a, a core to ballet dancer to a soloist or a soloist to a principal. So that's often uh, a reason that a lot of dancers don't move on. Yes, some dancers uh, they aren't being cultivated, um, so they're they're stagnant in that way where the director just isn't really that interested in using them beyond the role that they are. Um, so stagnation really is probably, I would, I would say it's the leading reason that a lot of dancers start to question whether they want to remain with the company that they're dancing with or move on to uh, try new endeavors. Another factor that can often lead dancers to, to leave companies is that 
the repertoire wasn't exactly what they thought it would be. Maybe the season that they signed on or they had auditioned and then they got their contract, they loved what the repertoire was. Perhaps it was a ballet company, but they were doing some more contemporary works and very few classical ballets, and they were interested in expanding their, themselves as contemporary artists. Um, and then all of a sudden, the next year, the something happens with the rep, and uh, they're performing Sleeping Beauty and Don Quixote and Swan Lake and one mixed repertoire program with like one contemporary piece in it. Um, and if, say, that happens two or three years in a row, a dancer may say, well, this isn't the type of dancer that I want to be. I wanted to be this type of dancer, and I expected that coming to this organization that would make me into that dancer, but uh, I wanna, I, I, I'm not getting what I need, and I want to seek a place that will give me what I was hoping to, to gain out of my career. So that's another reason. Another reason that dancers may consider leaving an organization or transitioning to another another company, which is less common, but it still does happen, uh, it relates to having issues with staff or peers. Uh, sometimes it's internal politics, but sometimes it's just the way that people naturally interact with each other and some people get along and some people don't. An example of this could be if a ballet master or ballet mistress is in charge of, say, rehearsing most of the corps de ballet, the female corps de ballet dancers in bigger ballets, so think like all of the Swans in Swan Lake or all the Willies in Giselle. If that person is always in charge of doing that group and you are a, a, a mostly a, a core uh, dancer at this point in your career and you just really have issues with this one person you know that for at least the next couple of years in, in if you are not promoted you are going to have to work with this person and if they're making you miserable or if they're treating you improperly uh, that actually could be a reason that you might consider leaving to go to another organization uh it, this is much less common, but sometimes there are colleagues that just create an absolutely toxic work environment. Um, and dancers, they if, if you find that you're just really not wanting to go to work because you're trying to avoid a certain person, maybe it's even you dated somebody and it didn't work out well. Uh, I mean, I think that as professionals, we should be able to handle this type of stuff, but some people just can't and, and they need to get out of that work environment. So they, they start to, to look for work elsewhere. Another really rare situation in with within this <laughs> this factor is that sometimes people need to get out of situations because of inappropriate advances that take place. This is super super rare, but uh, I mean I can give a, a personal example where I actually chose not to take a job. Um, there was a somebody who was of a higher power with an organization when I was young and first entering my career and I had been offered a job with this organization and this person overstepped some personal boundaries online with uh, actual conversations and they uh, they made it really uncomfortable for me um, and I was offered a job with that organization and I actually chose to turn that, that job down because I was concerned that if I didn't uh, submit to this person's way of acting or what they wanted that it could actually affect my career. So that would definitely be a factor to consider leaving a company. But like I said, that one's super, super, super rare. So I think that sums up issues with staff and peers. Um, another reason that I people consider leaving, and this is another personal one for me, that it, it's 
not as big of a deal when you're younger and you're willing to get a job anywhere. But as you get older, this actually becomes more important when you want to live your own life versus just being a dancer when you say, okay, I'm a dancer, but I also want good quality of life. Uh, I didn't really connect with living in Seattle. So if you don't like where you live, uh, that might be a reason to consider leaving. So it's it's a completely out, a complete outside factor. Um, but for instance, I'm a big city boy. Philadelphia is probably the smallest city that I could happily live in. Um, living in Seattle, it's a great city. Uh, it's a growing city and it has a lot of culture. Um, but for instance, I, I didn't like the fact that it was drizzly almost 10 months out of the year and that it never got really very warm in the city. Usually during the summer it would be 75 to 80 degrees and you always had to carry a jacket with you. Um, there was a lot of outside outdoor things to do, but I hadn't yet gone to Alaska and been shown how to uh, interact with the environment in that way. So I never utilized that. Um, and beyond that, just the, the actual physical city, the culture in the city was, it was a bit colder. It wasn't as, uh, inviting. In Philadelphia, I always say that people will invite you to their house when they barely know you. But in Seattle, you had to wait a long time for people to really feel comfortable to really invite you into their their personal lives. So I felt like it was very difficult to connect with people out there. Where living in Philadelphia and New York and Houston and Alaska, I felt very quickly like I, I became a part of people's uh, social circles. So for me, one factor in considering to leave Seattle was that I just wasn't a big fan of the city. Um, I have been back there since. I really enjoy visiting Seattle, but I couldn't. I couldn't really see myself moving back to Seattle permanently unless something was to be extremely enticing, kind of like when I joined Pacific Northwest Ballet. But I didn't know very much about Seattle at the time. So, all right, I got one more factor that often comes up when uh, people consider leaving companies, and this goes back to what I was originally talking about that inspired me to to share this podcast with you, and that's a change in leadership. Um, Changes in leadership seem to go in waves. When I first joined Houston Ballet, uh, Ben Stevenson had just left the organization as director, and I was actually hired by Stanton Welch his first year as director. Um, and then when I went to Seattle, Kent, uh, Kent Stowell and Francia Russell were the artistic directors of Pacific Northwest Ballet, and they had made the company what it was. But it was their final year with the, the company, and Peter Bull took over the next year. So I had been through a lot of transition. After that, if you looked around the country, there wasn't much transitioning happening between directors. But again, we're, we seem to be back in a cycle where there are a lot of changes in leadership. So this has actually been coming up a lot lately. Uh, and again, another example, because I'm local to Philadelphia, and many people I know were affected by this. When Angel took over Pennsylvania Ballet, there was a, a lot of changes. Not just, So not only did he come in with a different perspective, he wanted to change the style of dancer that dances for that company. Um, also, maybe you were a soloist that was on track to become a principal under the old director. Like, say, We're going to continue this example with Roy Kaiser. Uh, say that there was a soloist that would look like they would be promoted within a year or two. All of a sudden, the new director comes in. They bring in a few new dancers. They're sort of seeing where everybody is, and all of a sudden, the soloist is being ignored and barely dancing. Um, things like this are actually quite common. I, I know a lot of dancers get very nervous when new leaders come in. They get excited because if they did feel stagnant, and often they go, wow, this is some hope for me to potentially move forward with somebody else. Um, but really, changes in leadership affect so much 
of the internal politics of a company and it, it can affect people that were not on the radar before and move them forward really quickly or it could really challenge people that were, seemed like they were on the right track to getting to that principle, that principle status. Um, so that would really be, I think, one of the main reasons that people would consider leaving companies. And that was what I was talking about with, with this dancer that I, I mentioned earlier. So, all right, now that we've talked about some of the factors, uh, let me just give you a couple of quick tips on whether you should, when you should get out <laughs> or ideas of things to consider for when you should get out. So the first thing I think that is most important to consider is that uh, if something is affecting your mental well-being to the point where you are having actual physical symptoms, whether it's anxiety or whether it's depression, um, Maybe you don't want to go into work anymore. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, uh, different things like that. If you are working somewhere and it's really affecting you, you might want to consider leaving. I always say, and I think that because company contracts are usually anywhere from six to 12 months, it's pretty. It's a pretty good length of time. I always say that if something is bothering you, you should give it six months and see if you feel the same at the end of the six months. It sounds like a long time initially, but in the grand scheme of things, when you look back, six months passes like, like that, like nothing. Um, so I always say give it some time. If you feel the same way after six months, consider making a change. Also, so this goes along with mental well-being. If your morale is completely affected, then you also should consider getting out. I remember one of the most important things I ever heard at the beginning of my career was a dancer that had just left Miami City Ballet. And she told me that she went into the company young and excited and very positive, And she started to surround herself with dancers that were, were quite negative. And at first she didn't agree with that. Uh, and then slowly she started to realize that, or not realize, but she slowly started to feel the same way as all of her peers that she was surrounding herself with. Um, and it killed her career. She had a six year career, not, which isn't a, a bad length to have a career, but she probably could have had a much longer career if she had maintained a positive, uh, had, had positive morale. Um, and for me, when I was dancing at Pacific Northwest Ballet, like I said, I kept that in mind. And there was one year where my morale just hit rock bottom. I was, I was always pretty positive, but then I would, I mean, typically when casting goes up, you might have a be happy here. You might be upset there, but I generally had pretty steady morale. And then the the last season that I was with the organization, my morale just tanked. So that was really a, a big reason that I considered leaving the company, and I did because I, I wanted to I wanted to be positive where I was. Um, and again, I would use a six month rule for that as well. Uh, all right. So another reason to get out if you find that you're in physical danger. Um, then you obviously need to go. There will be very few situations that you may need to do that. But say that you're dancing for a smaller company that isn't unionized and you do really risky work. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company. Is it Streb? Don't hold me to that. But there's there's an organization where they do really risky stuff and the dancers know that they're signing up to do that when they, when they join this company. But if you are in a company and say that a new leader comes in and they're endangering people, that might be a reason to get out because if you destroy your instrument, you can't continue dancing. Um, again, back to the idea, if you need a change of scenery, say that you... Uh, 
you've been living in a city for your entire life. I, I know some dancers that they go through a company school and they get into the company and they stay there. And after a while, they're just sort of floating along on the same track. They're not getting any new experiences there. Everything that they've always known was living in this one city with this one company through the school to the company. Um, sometimes it's good to get a different perspective. So that might be a reason to consider leaving. Um, and usually in those types of situations, you have, because you have such a long relationship with those companies, you can actually say, I just need to change the scenery. Would you, and you, and you end positively and you say, would you mind keeping me in mind for the future if I do choose to come back. And uh, a lot of times companies see that uh, if you do come back, you can really benefit from having an outside experience. Uh, Noelani Pantasco left Pacific Northwest Ballet, went to uh, Ballet de Monte Carlo in Monaco. Uh, she came back seven years later and Lucien Postelweight is doing the exact same thing. Principal Pacific Northwest Ballet went to Monte Carlo, followed Noe, and then he's returning to the company this year. So there's nothing wrong with needing a change of scenery. It's not a negative thing. And then the last thing, really, truly, this is the, the main reason that you should really consider leaving your organization. If you feel like you're stagnant, if you've had conversations with your boss and they're saying that you're not really going to move forward, um, that could be, that's when you should really consider going. The thing is, you have to keep in mind that you're risking losing your seniority and you also risk being in the same situation or even a worse situation because uh, it's again, it's the unknown. You really never know. Uh, say that even if you go uh, from a, co a major company into a medium-sized company, it doesn't guarantee that you are automatically going to be their prized principal. So you just have to understand that you're going to a new situation. You have to take a couple steps back with your ego. You might have to put in the work that you put in in that company that you're currently with uh, a couple of years ago, you might have to put in that work again. So if you're willing to do that, it might be reasonable for you to go. Um, I think also another, well, I, I think I said that was the last one, but I have one more I want to add. Uh, you also want to consider your age, especially in a ballet career where people are often looking for dancers that are younger. D younger dancers aren't, uh, yes, they have less experience and they are more at risk for injury as they find their way into companies, uh, but they're less expensive. And for arts organizations that are always looking where they're get, where they're getting their their funding from and trying to make all of their ends meet from a small amount of money um they they are going to look at how much a dancer costs and say that you're 32 years old you danced in the core of a big company for most of your life and you're probably going to get paid pretty well at that point it might be difficult to consider going into a medium-sized company at a i don't know a pay rate of $400 per week so you just need to keep that keep that in mind as well when you're considering whether you should get her out or not. Dancers are constantly assessing and reassessing their career situations. Existing in a field where careers are so short, we are constantly analyzing how to get where we want to be as fast as possible. This can make it difficult to make decisions about changing companies due to factors including fear of the unknown, loss of seniority, starting fresh again, insecurity, and so much more. As I have recently told a few dancers who found themselves questioning whether or not they should seek positions outside of their current company, if you can step outside of how you currently feel and assess your situation from a less educated position, how would you feel? 
have you become bitter with politics, but outside of moments like the ones that you experience, are you actually living your dream? When I left Pacific Northwest Ballet, I wrote Peter Ball and thanked him for letting me experience some version of my dream. It wasn't exactly the dream that I had seen when I was 19 and joined the company, but I left the company because I danced there for seven years and wanted to advance. But in retrospect, I sometimes got to dance leading roles, I got to participate in great repertoire otherwise, I was well respected as a dancer and for my work as a union delegate protecting my fellow dancers' rights, I was paid well, and I got to dance in a world-class company. But looking back at my younger self's idea of where I wanted to end up, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be promoted. I didn't really love living in Seattle, and I didn't want to stay in the same situation until my career ended without trying to reach what I had actually seen as my younger self. So that's why I chose to leave. I offer the same approach to any dancer that is considering leaving their current organization. Try not to assess a situation based off of a recent disappointment or a bad year. Look at the bigger picture and determine what you would be pleased to see at the end of your career. Being a lifelong core member in a major company is actually quite an accomplishment. But if you seek other possibilities, absolutely do go for it and try to reach for the stars and beyond. So I hope that this episode helps you if you find yourself questioning whether you want to stay with an organization or not. Um, I know so many dancers experience this. I, I honestly couldn't imagine really any dancer not experiencing this unless they were very quickly moved forward to the front ranks of a company as their, their poster boy or poster girl, poster man or poster woman, <laughs> whatever you wish. Um, so... I, yeah, I think I'm going to end things here. I, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycarollis.com. Again, that's www.barrycarollis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcasts on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollas, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over five years. I also have a YouTube channel, B. Corollas, featuring my choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod to Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.